Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm pretty good because I, you know what I love is I feel like the W in welcome gets like a fraction of a second longer every week. I love that. <laughs> welcome, everybody. <laughs> gotta you know just trying to keep it fresh right we don't want to have the same exact entrance every single week you do such a great job and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you how you are as well uh and i know that you're doing i feel like great right now today i'll tell you what man is a pretty cool you know you 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 have moments that you just never forget and we had a baseball game in a tournament we're undefeated in this league that we're playing in and playing two leagues. One league is very competitive. We're like 500. And then the other league, we haven't lost a game until the other day. And we lost. So we're in the losers bracket now of the league tournament. And none of these teams have beat us, uh, obviously until last week And the team we played today, we've beaten, uh, twice by the mercy rule in the third inning. Um, and they gave us everything we had play five innings, nine year old. And it was nine to nine in the bottom of the fifth. First batter gets on base. Second batter strikes out. I'm the third base coach. I coach the team. I'm the third base coach. And my son comes to the plate, man, it doesn't get any crazier than that. And, um, he smoked the ball up the middle scored and uh the whole team jumped on him and picked him up and carried him off the field on their shoulders it was so awesome so something i will 100 percent never forget for sure first uh career walk-off hit for first him? career walk-off for our team i don't think we've had a walk-off hit in two wow. years on this team very cool very very exciting Yes, it was super cool. Very exciting. Super cool. And the thing that sucked was we had this umpire. Remember the umpire? Well, I don't know. Did we talk about the time that I had a bench warning? The first time I've ever gotten yelled at by an umpire? Ever? I feel like you may have told me this story. I can't remember if it was on this podcast or. Uh, well, we had him again. Okay. And he had to come have conversations with me, even though this time it wasn't about me. It was the fans. So I yelled at the fans, yelled at the parents, told them to shut up. Were were they, in your opinion, out of line at all? They got upset one time on a ball that bounced in the dirt that he called strike three on one of our kids. Okay. I mean, makes a little bit of sense, right? Literally saw dirt before it went in the catcher's glove. You know, might be a little low, especially when he's the second tallest kid on our team. Mm. Might be a hair low. Uh, so they said something, and he immediately then gave everybody a warning and, well, told me that I needed to warn everybody. So I did, and I was very – I yelled at him very well. And then uh, he came out late. That was in the first inning. In the fourth inning, he came out and said, uh, told me that we were saying over and over and over to the pitcher, you're right there. You're right there. That's right there. That's a great pitch. It's right there. That's what our fans were saying over and over and over again. And he was ready to toss our entire team over that were they saying it 
because they were disagreeing with his strike zone. I was well they're saying it because they disagree with the strike zone partially and partially because we had a kid on the mound who has never pitched yet this year and he got down when he walked the first two batters so we were I was because I kept saying it too but I was talking to the pitcher I don't it's inside or outside I don't care or you, you got a strike zone you call it but if it looks like it's close I'm happy that that kid just threw a ball close okay. so I was telling him it's right there and then he had a three-minute conversation with me in the middle of the field, in the middle of an inning, which is pretty funny. So this guy's got – you can tell he's got a little ego, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the adrenaline gets going, you know how when adrenaline gets going, you start shaking a little bit and you get like – you're ready to go. I could see it in this guy, and I'm totally cool. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not upset about nothing. And he is like shaking, upset. And I said, oh, oh hey, let's just just take a breath. Calm down. Just calm down, man. It's okay. I had to talk to this this man down. Talk to the umpire. Yeah. Calm down, dude. Just have a conversation with me. And I let him tell me, and then I started talking to him, and then he jumped over top of me, and I said, hold on now, man. Calm down. You talk to me. I talk to you. That's how this conversation has to work right now. I was totally nice to the guy. After the game, I had another conversation with him, though, which sucks because the kids are celebrating, and I back here talking to the umpire because of the way he had to act. Mm-hmm. I, I told him to toss every parent. If there's a parent saying something to you, and I already warned them for you, and I screamed at him, I yelled at him. The parents, you can't do this. Stop. I gave you the warning, but now it's your. Now you have to throw. Start tossing them. I don't care. Gives me a reason to yell at parents. I love that. I love yelling at parents and telling them that they're nine years old. Yeah. They're just learning how to play the game. Don't worry about it. Yeah. This game, I mean, it means a lot to the kids, but in the end, you doing that is worse. I'm ready for it. And instead of you doing that, you come out and have a conversation with me for three minutes in the middle of a game. Stop a game to come have a conversation. You've already warned them. Get them out of here. So my next question is, did you spark the conversation did you spark the conversation after the game did you go to him and no say, i went i, talk I to went him. to him to talk to him yeah 100 yeah, yeah, because he came out to me in the middle of that inning and i was totally thrown off guard by that because i wasn't doing anything and he even told me by the end of me and his conversation he said you can say what you want you can say what, that what you're saying but i don't want anything out of these guys I said, that's totally fine so i yelled at the parents again mm-hmm. one more time I've got, and I even told him after the game, I said, dude, I want you to know I've got your back, right? I, you, you told me warnings. I got your back, but you can't come out there and stop the game for three, four minutes because you're telling me that they're saying it's really close and that's starting to get on your nerves. Nobody said a word to you. I get it. It's a lot. I get it. And there, and there's, I'm sure he feels like he, they're he saying that, it loud enough for him to hear on purpose because they want him to know that is, they're oh, trying I to do say that stuff all. Nice. I do that all the time. But yeah. But it, but it's but everybody knows when people are doing that, people know that. Like yeah. it it's, you, it whether you're being nice or not, you're still getting on me. I think that's what what, well, what uh, he might feel I'm just like. not talking, but nobody said a word to him. Nobody was derogatory to him. Nobody said that's a bad call. Nobody said anything like that. But but I think the thing for him is if I'm him, I'm thinking they're saying that specifically so that they can get on me and also be able to say that they didn't say anything bad. You got to put, put your ego in check, bro. You got to put your ego yeah, in check. If no, nobody's saying anything to you, I agree. you got to put your ego in check. I agree. You've got, you have to, you have to do that. In and, that case, they're nine years old. Put it in check. And, or, or 
get rid of whatever's going on or get rid of it. You're going to get more backlash once you do that because then That's, everything's going to escalate. But, the, but it escalated there. We took three to four minutes. You know how long four minutes in the middle of an inning? That's already long because my pitchers walked four guys and hit a guy, and, and we've you, got one out. And you have time limits on those games too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's tournament games, so there has to be a winner or a loser, but there is a time limit. That was the fifth, so no matter what, that was the end of the game anyway. But it's – I mean, come on. You know, it's – it's it's you're – you got to be a little bit thicker skin than that. You got it. Yeah. And nobody was saying anything so loud and no one was talking directly to him. No one was saying it's okay. That was a strike or anything like that. It was, Hey, you're right there. That's what annoyed him. That, that, and it wasn't just the parents. When he first came out, it was me too. You guys keep saying, I said, yeah, I said, cause he is right there. He's never pitched before and he's really close. He's got to have confidence, right? I'm trying to get his confidence up. Yeah. Well, I don't know that he's never pitched. I didn't know that. It doesn't matter if you know that or not. That's not the point. Is if you, you if you know it or not means nothing. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. Chill out. You've got and I told him I bet four or five times I used the word ego. Ego. Oh. <laughs> um, well, this is afterwards, not in that conversation. That I was just trying to calm him down because he looked like he was ready to punch me or something, and I'm like, whoa, hey, let's. Take a deep breath. Is this a younger guy, older guy? He's, I think he's a little younger than me, but he's been, apparently he's been doing it for like eight years. So he's, he's becoming a veteran umpire, if you will. Okay. Yep. He, I, that's what I told him. He can, and then after the game, he said, you know, there's a lot of young umpires that aren't veterans like me that wouldn't know how to handle the situation. I said, I gotta, I gotta tell you, bud, I don't think you handled it right. I'm not going to lie to him. I don't think he handled it right. And I explained my side. And at the end, you know what he said? He said, you know, I know you and I like you. You're great. It's just that stuff kind of get, you know, it's got once again, I can, I, I love being able to talk, <laughs> talk my way out of things. Yeah. But it's, you've got to do, you've got to be better than that. You have to, if I'm not, if you're not having anybody say, Hey, that even if like, if I'm talking to my kid, sometimes I'll be like, Hey, I don't want you swinging at that anyway. That's normally a ball. It's too low. I don't want you swinging at it. That's directed at you. Right. That's directed at you. But if I say, dude, you're right there. You're right there, baby. Come on. Give me another one right there. Give me another one. I can say that a million times. I'm not talking or arguing or saying anything about your call. I didn't say a word about your call. I was telling him he's right there, which means you're close. That's what that means. And they were close. Mm -hmm. it, It was it was frustrating. It was frustrating. And my son hits a walk off. And in the end, we go through the line and, you know, we shake hands and, and I saw him and he was immediately going to pack up and I didn't want him to leave without having a conversation. Cause I think, he, I think we need to have a conversation after I've just got scalded by dad when I don't think I did anything wrong. So anyway, yeah. Good for you. Good for you for, for having those conversations with him, especially at the end. Cause that's when the conversation like you said, needed to happen more than in the middle of the inning for a long time. And I, and I do think I do things a little uh, differently probably than everybody would wanted things to be done because I'm sure everybody wanted me to rip his head off, including, I think quite a few of the coaches, but I'll never, I will never do that. doesn't do us any good. doesn't no. do anybody any good. They're nine years old. It's gonna the, make game, it, the game didn't mean it's going to make everything worse. It's going to make the people, your parents who are yep. already upset, even more upset. Cause yep. now I got somebody on my side and that's all that whole thing. Yeah. 
it's yeah you handled it well good job yep good job and i mean that's got to take a way back seat to your son having the game winning hit that's the coolest and thing the, man his it's the coolest thing carrying him oh yeah, it's man, really it's cool. So cool got a picture of him with the hanger he put it on his screensaver on that's, his little phone he's pretty pumped up that's awesome he told you the whole story didn't he, he told yeah. me the story you started telling me the story you got a call and then he's like you want me to tell you the rest of the story? He was so excited <laughs> to tell me. It was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. Yep. He was two for three with a rough strikeout, but he did he did good. Two did for good. three and yep. the game winning yep. hit. Yep. He had it's great. Yeah, it, it was really good. So what do you play? Did he play first? I played first. Yep. All but one inning. Try to rotate everybody uh out, make sure everybody gets to sit out in inning. Not everybody does all the time. Sometimes some kids sit out two innings, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. I know about trying to do playing time and you know, it sucks because it like we, you got to try out to make a team, right? So you're a, you want to call it a select team or whatever you want to call it. Therefore the, the thought process is, okay, we need to be pretty, we, sh- we, we want to put the best people on the field, but they're still nine years old mm-hmm. and it's a tough balance to, to, to do that where you're like, All right, I can't just throw nine kids out there every time everybody hits every inning, we, not every inning, but. Uh, we roster bat so everybody can hit so they can swap in and out of the field the whole time. It's part of the new rules of the last however many years. But there are kids that will sit out twice, and there are kids that uh, occasionally won't come out. But for the most part, everybody sits out at least once. Good. Yep. Good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I mean, your night's going pretty well. Um, I think it's it, it might get a little bit better now because, Chris, we're going we're gonna to try our next – Reese's variation here. I love it. Let's do it. I can't wait. This week, Chris, we have, you know, week, I don't know, 900 or whatever of this thing. We have. I love it. What do we got? Oh, this could be something. We have peanut butter lovers. Well, I saw these the other day. Yeah. The peanut butter lovers. So, so. It looks to me like, and I just noticed, I didn't realize this until I just picked these up. I noticed that there's a peanut butter lovers and then there's like an extreme peanut butter. So the peanut butter, the difference is the peanut butter lovers. It's the regular Reese's peanut butter cup. Yep. Regular amount of peanut butter and everything. Like it's like in half, like the top half of the chocolate part is peanut butter. It's peanut butter. Yeah. And then the bottom half is the regular chocolate. It looks like a harder kind of peanut butter like the like the chocolate would be. This right. This is going to be interesting. Right. Yeah. And then like the extreme or whatever they call it peanut butter is the whole thing. The whole outer shell of peanut butter is also peanut butter. Or the Good. outer shell of chocolate is peanut butter. Anyway. All right. So. Whoa. Look. And there uh, you could win something it looks like here. Yep. Visit www.reeseslovers.com and enter the code to see if you won the instant game. BJW4VR34. <laughs> if you get to it before me, <laughs> if you get to it before me and you want a $100 Reese's gift card, congratulations. <laughs> Reading your code is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I'll, I'll play along. Let's see. Uh, what do you got? got? Uh, you got a BRV? Oh, we got a BJW. Ooh, BJW4LT. GB. That's Green Bay. Wow. You got a BT BJW. That's right. I'm CJW. Yeah, you are. Very close. <laughs> and then an LGTB. Did I hear that in there? No, LG, yeah, LGBTQ Ooh. plus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's my code. This is interesting. It's already got a super peanut buttery smell. Yeah. Yep. All right. 
So instant thoughts on the peanut butter lovers Reese's. You go first, please. Mm. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. It's definitely got a hair more peanut butter taste than a normal Reese's. Mm -hmm. I still like regular Reese's a little bit better, but I love this. This is good. This tastes like something to me. You know what this tastes like? Hmm. Um, peanut butter fudge, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I, like peanut butter fudge. I feel like the outer coating. That's what it is. Probably is probably a fudge ish peanut butter. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I'm okay with, but mm. like peanut butter fudge, I, when I see it in like a candy store or something, you go on vacation and they, they have these candy stores. I'll pick that up. Don't worry um, about it. Dog will get it. <laughs> yeah. Come get some chocolate dog. <laughs> a little bit um, of chocolate doesn't hurt a dog. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Okay, good. Um, because I fed it three Reese's peanut butter cups last time I was over here. No, I'm just Be kidding. Fine. Um, I, you know, you get, you get these candy shops when you go on vacation mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, you get fudge, and you're like, man, I have fudge, you know, once a year, once every couple of years, something like that. I'm gonna get some fudge. Peanut butter fudge sounds like it'd be great. A little taste of peanut butter fudge is great. Mm -hmm. Like a whole bar of it. Too, mm -hmm. much. too much but i think this is a good good portion mm -hmm. it's a good portion so your rating for the peanut butter lovers reese's peanut butter cup my rating is going to be i'll just go with a 9.1 nine one mm -hmm. that was really good i liked it I'm on cup number two here. I like the fact that you actually are finishing it this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tells me it's going to be a good one. I think I need to finish this one because mm -hmm. I got a little idea about it the first on the first one. And by the way, this is not the they don't have the big cup in this form. I looked for it. Oh, really? No big cup on this one. Gotcha. Um, so that's why we got regular size. But I'm going to go one and a half cups in. I'm going to go. I'll go with an 8.8. .8. I like it. 8.8. Eight. All right. 8.8. Eight. That sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Last time the Bengals went to the Super Bowl before this past year, 88. I think that sounds good to me. Right on. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Reese's Peanut Butter Lovers um, code LGBTQ. I love it. Congratulations on that. That's a big score. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yours is bigger, though. I mean, you really liked it, didn't I you? I did like it. Mm -hmm. I did. Good. All right. So what else you got going on these days, Ad? Well, you know, last so last week was um, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day Thank to you. every father uh, watching this. Happy Father's Day to you, bud. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Somebody's got to be a dad to all those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a shoe. I'm not a big shoe guy. I mean, How many I have pairs of shoes do you think you have? How many pairs of gym shoes do you think you have? Or 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 basketball shoes slash just shoes in general. Any shoe, any shoe. How many pairs of shoes do you think you have? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm I'm at the highest point in my life right now. I think uh, as far as number of shoes go, I'm gonna say fifteen pairs of shoes. Fifteen pairs of shoes. Do you know how many pairs of shoes I have? Three. Four. Do sandals count? Yeah, we'll count those. Sandals count? Yeah. 
I've got four. <laughs> no, I got dress shoes. I've got my white Air Max. I've got my turf shoes for softball and baseball. I've got a pair of sandals. And I've got one old pair of shoes that I cut the grass in. I've got five pairs of shoes. You have a pair of, excuse me, work boots or anything like that? Uh, I think I still do. They're somewhere, they're somewhere in the garage. So maybe I have six if you include the work boots. Okay. I would include those. Yeah. I, yeah. I just forgot about them. Yeah. I used to work like. I mean, I might, that, now that you say that, there very well could be some shoes that got like giant holes in them sitting in a cupboard somewhere in my garage. I don't know. If they're essentially garbage and you'll never wear them again, they don't you just count. haven't thrown them away, then yeah. they don't count. Yeah, then I'm going to go, we'll go six. I could wear work boots at some point. Six. Okay. It's actually more than I thought it was going to be. I thought I had less shoes than that. Man, I feel like a woman now with all the shoes I have. Yeah, you should. You are like a woman with mm-hmm. six pairs of shoes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I think my wife has 30 pairs of just gym shoes. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's a lot of gym shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's plenty, actually. It's plenty. Um, <laughs> uh so anyway yes i it was father's day um i spent most of the day with my dad um half of our family was sick so we didn't get everybody together unfortunately but we will Bummer. like covid sick or just sick sick yeah COVID sick. oh man who got it who got the rona this time the man? whole the whole js family man family. what a bummer they're uh they're through their quarantine now okay so everybody's okay yeah um but uh, yeah, so but we didn't get to get together for we missed two. Birthdays. I like how he says JS and he has two siblings that both have the first oh, name that start with J. That's true, but that's okay. That's true. J J O S. You know uh, when the, when when there are two players uh, on the same team with the same last name yeah. and the same person initial, they'll put and they the first and second name. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I have a question for you. Are we at the point? Should I not be asking people who, like, who in their family has that? Like, can we not talk about that? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, do people keep you that and stuff I, secret? You and I, not on the internet. I, I, I tell you right away. Well, sure. Yeah, but I know that, but I, I didn't just, know. I didn't mean to ask that. It, when we had to give initials just, out, just I feel bad. Case, now. No, okay, just in case. Okay, I just want to make uh, just in case. So, anyway part of my family uh we weren't able to get together we missed two birthday parties and father's day Man. last week um but we're just gonna postpone them we're still, we're still more to come celebrate yep yeah so but i spent most of the day with my dad and uh we went to this so we were looking for it was afternoon but we were both neither one of us had eaten anything yet that day and so we were trying to find a place we both still felt like breakfast but it was the afternoon. Yeah. So we were looking around and we found a place in my neighborhood, really close to where I live. Um, this old, very old, old person type, greasy spoon diner type place mm-hmm. um, that I've, I've been to maybe once or twice in my life. And it's been six, seven years since I've been there. So uh, they were open, by the way, they shut down during covid and then they opened back up but i don't even think they have regular hours i think they're just like when we feel like opening we're gonna they're be open. open i love that and we're not gonna I be love sometimes. every bit of that so <laughs> if i owned a restaurant that's how i would do it eh, <laughs> sure we're open today <laughs> we're open today we're gonna be open from 3 p.m to 5 p.m today good luck 
and then <laughs> and then six thirty to seven after yeah, that. After that, we got to take our break. <laughs> so uh, they were open. We went there. They have the all day breakfast. We walk in. There's one table with a family. Nobody else in the restaurant. Okay. <laughs> uh, the lady working, the server working, is there's only two, two or three people working there. I think two. The lady that's the server right away kind of like yells from across the thing um, something. And I'm like, oh, uh, what, you know, seat, sit anywhere or whatever. I said, how late are you guys open? They were open plenty of time. So we sat. She comes over oh, right away. We hear her talking to this other. Oh, so she says we close at seven. This was like two o'clock or something like that. <laughs> and so she's over on the other side of the restaurant and we hear her plain as day go, I wish we closed now. <laughs> all right I love that. look i get it nobody yep. wants to be at work especially on a weekend and that kind of thing um but you know it's like okay i i gotcha um so then she comes out and is is just kind of like real short with her words you Absolutely. know most of the time yep. service industry you have people that sometimes are so overly nice you're like all right chill mm -hmm. out. but most of the time you just have people Hi, thanks for coming in. I'm so and so. Uh, you guys ready to order? You want me to come back in a few minutes? It was just, you know, oh, that was the thing. Her no, her first words after that were, "We got chicken or something." <laughs> the special, <laughs> the special that day was fried chicken. We got, we got chicken. fried chicken or we something. Got fried like chicken. I love That's it. That's what it was. Very happy woman. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to know you. Fried chicken. Um, no frills. All right, yep. good. So, so she takes our order doesn't seem real happy oh and by the way she comes over and just sits down in the booth across from us yes uh yep. what do you guys what Love do you that. guys want you yep. ready <clears throat> so and and there's no like thank you i'll be right back any of the exchanges mm -hmm. on the whole time mm -hmm. just matter of fact what do you want do you need something and then walk away gone so so she get so we anyway we order she comes back she like you know plops this they're like regular heavy ceramic dishes right boom yeah and so so you put those things down if you don't put them down gently on purpose they can make a loud noise yeah. i mean she's just there you, you go the there you go <laughs> there you go just just kind of plopping it down there like geez so I mean, that was just her thing the whole time. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure she was in a bad mood. It felt like that was that lady. Yeah. Felt like that was just her. Yeah. And so anyway, it was, uh, that was our experience. And we're the whole time. We're like, every time she says something to us and walks away, we look at each other like, gosh, that's just a little cold. I mean, yeah. Not used to that. Yeah. It's rough. So how'd you tip? Tip normal though? Did yeah, tip I did yeah. tip normal. I yeah. think I, I'm thinking if my dad was there by no, my dad's a good tipper, but if he was there by himself, I'm I'm like overly um I I'm start at 20, right? Like like mine starts at 20, and if it's a hair, like if I'm a hair higher than what it should be, be like like if 20% is like three cents less than what the what the next dollar is or whatever, I'll jump up. A dollar and three cents. Right. I'm 20 to 30 percent yeah. every time. 
So I, I'm, I'm overly patient with people in the service industry and stuff like that. So I'm, I always tip normal, even if I get bad service, probably especially should. during the pandemic. Right. I mean, we just got done with the pandemic. We all heard about how terrible it was for service industry in the pandemic. Sure. 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 Yeah. And she's, she might be working six or seven hours a week if that's how mm-hmm. much they're open. So <laughs> you're probably right. So anyway, we go ahead and tip. And then we were taught, we were both talking about, cause we both had been there like once or twice and it had been a lot, a lot of years since we had been there. And we were just kind of talking about it quietly when she wasn't around. And um, we're like, <laughs> you know, we're like, well, it's going to be another, you know, six, seven years before we come back here. Again. <laughs> um, food was excellent. Okay. The food was excellent. All right, so great food. So do we want to say where this place was? Um, I mean, the sure. food was excellent. I mean, it was because, a, right. If the food's a 10, number one, they're on the brink yeah. of not being a, a <laughs> restaurant anymore. Anyway. Or anything. And there's no chance anyone that works there would ever hear this. I love it. All right. Good. <laughs> It's called Stevens Old Village, which sounds. Where is this place in, again? It's in shit. Um, it's in. It's is technically it in Westwood. Westwood. Technically in Westwood, right, right on the other side of the shivy at Westwood hmm. border there. Um, yeah, it's good it's food. Right Check it out. We don't want across, these guys to close down. Across. I mean, they the may need. They may where, need. Where yeah. the bleachers used to be. Yep. Yep. Where, where it originally yep. was. So we need. I mean, they can hire new servers. But if they're making good food, man, we need this place to stay open. Sure. Go to go to Bleachers. And when you get there, it's going to be a restaurant. And it's <laughs> Steven Tyler's or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steven Tyler's Bleachers Restaurant. Yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> great omelets, terrible service. <laughs> uh, great omelets, terrible service. That's the name of our game. So anyway, I don't know. Um, just, just, you know, it's interesting when you get poor service how you feel about it, how you react to yeah. it. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I mean, have you had any experiences oh, with man, bad service? That happens all the time. So really? my thing. You're when, on the road a lot, so I, I'm yeah. sure you have more. But I, I, I become this like person that I will. It's my now my goal. Sarcastic. To make you happy. It's okay. now my goal to make you have a better day. Oh, good. It's my goal. Good. We had a waiter at a place called Johnny's one day. And uh, this was after a baseball tryout. I was there with a few coaches um, and we were talking about some tryout stuff. So it's not a ton of people there. I was just there a few weeks ago. And we're in the back, right? And there's this lady that comes back and she is, dude, she's in the worst mood I've ever seen anybody in my life. I can't get, we don't have that. We don't have, I don't know. Let me find out. Turn around, irritated as all get out. And uh buddy of mine's there. I was like, oh yeah, she's falling in love with me tonight. That's <laughs> happening. And they're like, geez, this woman's crazy. She's the meanest woman. And she's a big old older lady, you know, God love her. I shouldn't say that. Maybe somebody knows her. Maybe they don't. Well, same type of lady. Yeah. For me. I'm like, so anyway. And she comes out, and every time she comes out, I'm like, girl, let me tell you, I'm, man, I'll tell you, I, you know what, I will take a drink. I really appreciate that. And just, you know, chit-chatting a little bit, trying to get in. It wasn't going the first two times. But by the third time, she came out, and she's like, guys, I am so sorry. I spilled a whole glass of wine on myself and all this other stuff. And the rest of the night, best service I ever had in my life. 
See, what's great about you doing that is it got her it got her to turn around, got her mood to turn around, which is the most important thing. But also, she was able to tell you why she started out that way. Exactly. She's like, then I'm, I'm like, I'm oh, she's not, she's not just a mean, nasty woman. Which in most cases, I'm sure it's people just having a really bad right. day or a bad in a bad time in their life. And they're trying to make it work every day. You know, I, I, most of the time, it's probably the people aren't bad, mean people. It's they're having a, a hard time. And everybody has a hard time being nicer when they're, oh, when yeah. they're going through a rough yeah. stuff. Yeah. So um, that's good for you. Yeah, that's I think about that one. That one just happened recently. But there's always some where there's sometimes people are just. Yeah. When you get sometimes like sometimes they're people. just rude, man. And I can't think of anything, you know, in particular. But it happens a lot where when people when the waitress walks away, it's like, OK, it's going to be a fun one. We had actually. So I love Price Hill Chili and I love the owners and and uh, they they take care of our softball field. It's awesome. So we actually there yesterday. And we had like four servers. Like there wasn't many people there. So there's all kinds of people rolling in and out. Right. And it said, seat yourself. But we had 12 people. So like I kind of had to go find somebody to say, hey, we got 12. Oh, well, let's just scoot these together. Super good. Good service. I don't want to say it was bad service. This is not a bad service story from because if you go to Price Old Chili, you'll get good service. Sure. I promise yep. you that. And the best food. Dude, there's like three pounds of lunch meat on the hippo. You can buy a hippo. And have lunch meat for a week cheaper than you go to <laughs> Kroger's and buy lunch meat. Can I get the actually, hippo and a box right yeah, away? I actually told my wife that I was like, we should get the hippo to go and we got lunch meat for a week. Yeah. So anyway, uh we got there and I didn't realize it. We ordered a couple me, I ordered a couple appetizers. We had six people there, six people were walking in a little bit behind us, ordered a couple appetizers, they brought them out. But we walked back there and found a spot. Somebody sat us there, but next thing I know eating these appetizers and my favorite part no napkin no silverware no nothing now i'm like nachos on my hand a little bit of a little bit of saucy stuff and i'm like i don't know what to do right now and there's <laughs> no one around and i that's when i start getting like all right we gotta figure this out hey then they finally i because i don't want to be like hey you forgot to give us right Stuff. How do you get their attention and ask for something that you know they're going to be I like, should have. Oh, oh my God, my I God. should have had that for you right away. You don't want them to feel bad, but so, you have to let them know you, you don't have what you need. So they took our drink order, or the rest of the people's drink order when they got there, and I was going to use that for my opportunity. But they were gone, right? Like they're on the other side of the table, asked and walked off the back way instead of coming towards me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it always happens. That Son of a gun. To flag somebody down. <laughs> and you don't want it. So. Finally, when she brought the drinks out, I was like, hey, you mind if I get a napkin and a, and a fork? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It feels so bad. Those things happen to me all the time. And you always you're like, man, I don't want this person to think that she's bad because they're awesome. Yeah. But I really need a napkin right now. I can't eat this food. What if I they brought the sides out for the girls for the for their dinner? They got orange slices and they're sitting there looking at them. And I was like. Go ahead, go get it. So they're just picking out of. I was like, "Use your fork." That's how. I, that's what it was. That's how I knew it. I said, "Hey, use your fork." And she goes, "I don't have a fork." And I was like, "Okay, use your fingers." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I my latest, uh, my latest poor, uh, poor service happened a couple hours ago. Nice picking these Reese's up. Yeah, I went. I ended up going to a United Dairy Farmers. If you're not from around here, we've talked about this before. 
United Dairy Farmers is a great store, but it's also a convenience store and it attracts a lot of rough individuals. Sure. Yes. And especially where it depends on where you are, but you know, overall it's like you kind of want to avoid going in there if you can. Mm -hmm. So I went to one that I used to pass the closest one to my house and go to that one because the one closest to my house is so bad. Now I pass both of them because the other one's really bad too now. But I ended up going to that one because I was driving past it to go home from somewhere else. So I pull in, like all I got to do is get two packs of Reese's cups and I'm out of there. Mm-hmm. I get, <laughs> I get the Reese's cups so far. So good. I get in line and I look up and the lady that's at the register in the line that I'm in is visibly angry every single time I go in there every single time without fail. That's crazy. I love that. Just, I love that. Just, just man, purely I mean, angry. Would you want to work there? <laughs> no, but right, well, neither she. <laughs> sure. Then don't. Okay. I mean, sometimes it ain't that easy. You right. know what I mean? I know. I know. You but, can't lose a paycheck in between getting a job. You got to stay with a job and then, you know. Sure. Then go. There's a speedway up by man, Oak Hills. UDF, UDF, UDF does way better. It pays way better. But Speedway at this point might be a classier joint. <laughs> you might deal with less, which is saying a lot. Anyway, <laughs> she, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So I'm like, and I always, you know, try to, because she's not going to say hi. She's not going to say, did you find everything? She's not going to do anything. It's put your stuff up there so I can ring it up. Mm-hmm. Hi, how are you? Is what I say. Nothing from her. No response. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But the things up there, she starts ringing. Up. She's already shaking her head and she's just constantly shaking her head. No, she's mad about something right now at this very moment all the time. So she's just, just shaking her head and looking around constantly. Like, and she'll, she'll stare at somebody like back in the store. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, I'm, I'm going to catch that person. Steal. Like she has that look on her face and she's staring people down. She's just, and waiting. then, and then she just stares at people. And no matter what they're doing, and then she, when she, when her look, uh, when she, her glance goes away from that, she goes like, like shakes her head, like they're doing something wrong, even if they're not. Even if all they're doing is looking to find it, what kind of, yes. and I just want a candy bar. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, gosh, this lady's so miserable. I want to know why. I didn't. I I don't. <laughs> I don't need to know why. I just uh, need to get. You it. didn't ask? No, of course not. There's a line behind me. Oh, I'll walk up just, there as they're doing the little scanning thing. Like, hey, how you doing, girl? How's the day going for you? Yeah, even especially if they're upset, I love yeah. asking that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, if it's somebody I know or like some a kid on the team or something, I see, I see that that's down or whatever. I will definitely ask. I want to know. I really want to know. That. Mm-hmm. And because uh, if I can do something, great. Yeah, this lady is just mad. Every time I go in there and if I want ice cream, which is 99% of the time I go in there, that's what I'm going in for. And I'm, if I needed to like order a shake, like they have to make it in front of me. If she's the one that's going to help me, sometimes I will walk in there. And if I see her back there, I'll just go get a pint, just go get a pint and buy it and go. And maybe, and maybe take the pine home and eat it. Maybe stop at another UDF. That's what sucks. That's what sucks. Cause like sometimes you do feel bad at a UDF where you're like, 
uh, especially if you say the word shake and it's, they know that it's now going to take them three minutes instead of just scooping something out in 20 seconds. They don't already don't want to give you ice cream out of that scoopy thing anyway. Right. Yeah. I don't blame you. I would, I would be the same way. Uh, many times actually I've gone either into a parking lot and seen the situation inside. I went to that very same one yesterday or the day before there was 15 people crowded around the register when i pulled into the thing i could see in there what drove right right out no, the other side that. yeah i'm, I'm good. like i'm good something's going see on in there i'm out yeah, of here i'm out the i the, i i i witnessed a guy steal a bunch of alcohol from from sitting in the parking lot right outside the front door um and watched a guy right inside the front door put a whole bunch of stuff in his in his shirt and walk out and I called the police because I, I I watched it <laughs> and, and and I'm like God man I mean, this is right down the street from my house and I, I'm like oh, God so and then and then there this young girl comes out probably 18 19 years old maybe comes out of there you know looking pro- similar to the guy that took the stuff she's working there nice and so she comes out and she she. She goes and because what the guy did, he stole all that stuff, didn't really try to hide it, just walked right out the front door, walked around the side of the building and stayed on the side of the building. Started eating and drinking. And whatever started, just started, I guess, drinking whatever it was. Yeah. I, maybe that's where he lived. I don't know. But <laughs> but so she went around the side and she she acted like he she knew who the guy was. Like she, she does it all did, the time. He probably does. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, she just yells at like yells at him about basically just yells at him and then turn around and walked in <laughs> yeah and then she's walking back and i was like hey you know i you guys might already have to but i called the police just you know i saw him take that stuff or whatever and uh and she's like yeah you know yeah he does that or something well whatever she said and uh i'm like okay do, do you want me to stick around or she's like no who cares just go <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> It's just yeah. another day, bro. Yeah. It's just another day. It's, yeah. There actually a cousin of mine used to work at that one. And and she was like, You wouldn't believe how many people walk in and just go straight to the bathroom and are in there for a while and come out with needle marks all over because people are just going in there to shoot up mm-hmm. heroin or whatever in the bathroom. I don't understand why they gotta go to the bathroom. Just go some can't they find somewhere else to go? Uh, well, the one guy went around the side of the building yeah. and do it while he you always hear that somebody OD'd in the bathroom of a speedway or, or, hey, UDF or somewhere. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I was in uh I was in Las Vegas and I went to the bathroom during our we were having brunch in one of the casinos and I went to the they got these huge bathrooms, you know, all that, but there's a million homeless people in Vegas. Mm. And uh so there's a shoe in my stall from the other stall just sprawled out in my stall oh my god and i'm like this is the coolest thing in the world wait did it was it like that when you went into the stall or it it uh, a shoe came it, into it was stall? on the edge when i was there and it just slowly slid because i don't know if he was sleeping or what but then all of a sudden he like woke up and he's you know they kind of moved around and you could see the shadow right from the light from above and you see this dude pull out a thing to strap around his arm you see him flicking on this needle thing he right there and when i left his foot was in my stall took a picture of it i was in my stall and i'm like this is the funniest thing i've ever seen and then i saw all that stuff and i was like cool man good luck i hope something good happens out of this i don't know what to do so 
They'll figure it out. They got people winning, cleaning those things all the time. They'll just sweep them up and do whatever. They need, <laughs> sweep you know? them, sweep them up and throw them in the trash. Dude, there's a oh, the homeless people out in Vegas are crazy. Is that right? I've never been. Never been to Vegas. Not sure if I'll ever be. Uh, crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a lot of a lot of bad <laughs> bad service, unfortunately. But yeah. not much you can do. You got to go to places. I agree. Yeah. You know who had bad service? The Boston Celtics. Yeah. They ended up losing. Now, we're a week away from the finals now because we skipped the week. But the finals are over. You got a little beef, though. Not beef. I won't say beef. I don't have beef. You've got a little uh, – you, you, just, you just got some thoughts on one of my uh, least favorite <laughs> individuals. A guy that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, uh, Draymond Green. Struggled quite a bit during these finals. Especially in the first three games. Right. And then was better in the last mm-hmm. three. Um, and By the way, congratulations on your Warriors in six when I said Warriors in seven. Well, I was going to say congratulations to both of us. We both picked the Warriors. And, and a special congratulations to you for correctly picking Colorado in two. And they won, they won the Stanley Cup finals in two games. I know. It's the craziest thing I've ever if seen. If you would have put money on that, you'd be the richest man in the world. Absolutely. Um, Draymond Green... <laughs> He, he's doing this. He's on this um, since they won on this. I'm going to call it the Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech tour. Nice. Okay. Because he is all about whoever has spoken ill of, of them, whoever picked the Celtics, whoever's had an issue with Draymond, whoever's had any issue with the Warriors, whoever's said anything but good things about them. That's the way it feels. He is like lashing out instead of, I mean, he's also saying good things about his teammates and all that oh, stuff. Enjoying yeah. that. But I mean, it seems like he's in, he's not enjoying the, the win, the championship as much as he could. Cause he's more focused on this war of words that he gets in with all these people in the media and former players and, uh, and, and current players. And I mean, he's just like, I mean, he he had a problem with Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins picked the Celtics after the first game. He came on TV in like an old-timey jail suit or something and oh, made God. some kind of really bad, dumb joke about the war, about them opening Alcatraz for the Warriors to go to or something. It, I'm not a Kendrick Perkins fan at all. But he was he picked the Celtics. That Ultimately, that's what it was about. Yeah. He didn't say, Draymond Green stinks. The Warriors think he just he was trying to make this bad joke. It was dumb. It's and KP. KP is, does. KP's always a little over the top with his stuff. Definitely. So Stephen A. Smith, I think, picked the picked the Celtics. I want to say Draymond Green will not let that stuff go. He can't let it go. He can't just enjoy winning a championship and letting people be wrong. He's got to call people out for that kind of stuff. And he he's he hates the media he's a member of the media now and he also hates the media he he gave jj reddick props everybody is because everybody loves the way jj reddick's taking care of his stuff in, in the media now and he is really good and cj mccollum he's he caught he called out those two guys and himself he's like when i say new media he was trying to explain what he means by new media it's this media that doesn't that doesn't speak ill of other players. That that isn't you know um, that is honest and fair. 
Um, that's the way he sees what he does and a couple other people. Do. Anybody that doesn't line up with what he thinks, I feel like he's calling terrible media members and they stink and they don't know anything. He, he's doing that whole thing like, these people, all these people that cover basketball don't know anything about basketball. You know, it, it's that uh, you didn't, that. you yeah. didn't play. So you don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Um, which isn't in some cases may be true, but in a lot of cases, isn't no. people cover. If you're covering the NBA, you've covered a lot of stuff beforehand and you, you, you knew what you were doing to get that job. Marty Brenneman never played baseball beyond uh, like elementary school and he knows more than most people about baseball sure you, you just you can you can know what you're talking about same you can be a coach and never have played at in college or whatever you yeah. can be a good coach we've seen that and you can be one of the all-time nba greats and be a terrible coach it it it's all about i mean it's it's there's a lot of stuff that make you the kind of media member or coach or whatever so whether you played at a high level or not, I don't think has a lot to do with what kind of media member you are. Draymond has all these problems with all these people and he's using his platform. I mean, he has his own, he has his own podcast, which he says a lot of stuff on. No, yeah, I'm uh, sure. There. But every time he gets a microphone in front of his face, and that's the other thing, he's like F-bombing all over the place on all these interviews everywhere he don't care he the same thing happened when they won that the the first title um against lebron mm -hmm. bef the year before lebron came out and and, and beat them in the finals mm -hmm. and i'll never forget that there was some song by i don't know somebody and he kept going no no and yeah. he would say uh cleveland's any good no and he'd do all this stuff and i was and, and, but that's just who he is, right? That's that is Draymond. That's the reason why I'm always irritated with Draymond Green because, and I've talked about it during the finals. At what point in time does somebody look, I, Dre? I know as a teammate, you get yourself fired up on this stuff, but or you also hurt our team with this stuff. Yeah, it, it's it, we love to root for guys that are humble. That, that show some humility and some decorum and that kind of stuff. Those are the best guys. Those are the easiest guys to root for. He, he doesn't necessarily have those things. It's, you it's know, the crazy thing is, is when he starts being like, yeah, that's right. You can't come get me. I got four rings now. I got four rings, bro. You got zero rings without, without some, there, there are players on your team who have four rings and would probably have four rings because of who they are. And 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 KD with the two rings he got with you guys, he have those two rings because of who KD is, right? Or did he get three of them with him? No, two, two. Who KD is, right? Like, I hate to tell you this, but those two, him and Steph, that's the reason you've got four rings. It ain't you. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're a piece, right? He and you're a big piece, yeah. huge big piece, piece in the last, yeah, those those first three, or especially that first. One. But but at some point in time, bro, you gotta take a little step back and and appreciate what got you there because it wasn't you. You're not the superstar on the team. You're not. If you leave and go to another team, you don't make that team a finals contender. If Steph leaves Golden State and goes somewhere, he makes that team a title contender. 
if when when KD leaves and goes somewhere, he by himself makes a team a title contender. You ain't you're not that. You're not that, Trey. So right. maybe the maybe let yeah, you got four rings. You know what? Your coach has what eight, nine or something. I don't even know how nine. he's got nine now. You don't see him out there. I mean, that that ain't Steve Kerr didn't get those rings because of Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr got those rings because of the teams he coached and the teams he played on. Mm-hmm. He's a big piece of it, like you said, like like Draymond is. But yeah, it takes it takes a village. It takes a whole team to win a championship. It does take a whole team, but it also takes one or two that put you over the top. Oh, sure, yeah. You you can't. Not that you can't. You almost never are going to win unless you're the 2004 Pistons or whatever. Um, without a superstar, at least one. In these days, you got to have. Too really. Rip Hamilton at that time though was a legit score. He was he was he, uh, they had four all stars on that team, yeah, and they had Rasheed Wallace and 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 I mean Ben Wallace, and Ben Chauncey Wallace. Billups, and, I mean yeah. they had a ton they of friends, yeah. great players. Yeah, together. absolutely. It was a great team, but that was they were much more of a team of than a team. anybody else. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's it's just tough to see because I want to I want to root for Draymond because I think the stuff that he does on the court is so important when he's yeah. focused on making plays on the offensive end and being one of the best defensive players in the game on the defensive end. When he's just focused on that and being a great teammate, I love the guy. I totally agree with that. When he is in trying too hard to get in everybody's heads, when he's letting the officials get in his head, when he's when he's so worried about. Now the Boston stuff when the when Boston fans were chanting "F you, Draymond," I hated that. I I was not a fan of that. Yep. But when he's so worried about every when he's worried about media members, what who what team media members are picking? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. And when you're when you're just look, he's an adult. He can do whatever he wants. But when he is has a microphone in front of his face, that's going to get out everywhere. Stop dropping f bombs. Stop being, you know, th- be a little bit classier. Just be a little bit classier. Some people just don't got it, brother. I know. Anyway, um, but speaking, you, you mentioned this, Steph Curry. It, this is mind blowing to me that they've won four championships, and that's his first Finals MVP. Yeah, Isn't because that weird? Iguodala got it the first year, mm-hmm. and then KD got the next two, and then Steph. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it is weird, but the Warriors have been the Warriors for this long, even when KD was there because of Steph, mostly because of Steph Curry, because oh, yeah. of what he makes defensive defenses do because he's the best shooter of all time. So it's it was just really cool. I, I'm because Steph Curry is the opposite of what we just talked about, Draymond being green being. Yeah, it maybe not uh, like total polar opposites, but he's not the same. He's he's Steph's not- got a little Steph's got a little chip on his shoulder every now and then, and he he he. I mean, he, he for the most part he stays I, very I, much that way. But there's been some times that come out, but I know but no, no. I mean, yes, he's nothing like Draymond. He Green. doesn't he doesn't get in trouble with officials. He doesn't get thrown out of games. He doesn't get a ton of technicals he's not worried about fighting people he's not worried about you know right chippy and stuff he, he just wants to go out and shoot and mm-hmm. have fun because he has fun yeah. yeah now what do you think about all the like shaking and shimmying yeah. and all that i stuff? don't i don't like that stuff and mm-hmm. i we i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago i he's my favorite current nba player i think he's been for a while and 
But yes, I don't like when he does that stuff. You know me. I, I don't like any of the extra what about, stuff. What about as the ball leaves your hand when you know it's in and you start running down the court? Part of me, I hate to admit this, part of me thinks that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's what I but, think. You're like, God, could you imagine that kind of confidence? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I feel like he's the only one that's allowed to get away with that. Mm-hmm. He still shouldn't do it. But he's the only if why? anybody why should he do it? Because you can't because is he show is that showboat? It, it's well, it is showboating a little bit, but for for I mean, me, he just knew he made it. It came off his it's like a home run, right? You hit a home run, you know you hit you know it's gone. The guys don't have to sprint around the bases immediately, they just start jogging when they right. know they hit it out. And you can do that without bat flipping and everything. You just boom, it's gone. You just kind of start jogging. You don't right. have to see it go out. I, there's still like uh, you hit a home run. It's only a matter of how hard you hit it, and you know, like the trajectory. But it can go anywhere in here. There's a there's this space for the ball to go in. You can fit two basketballs can, in a basketball. You can hoop. fit two basketballs <laughs> in a hoop. You can fit seventy zillion baseballs between <laughs> foul balls. Okay. All um, I'm saying is, you know, when you know, <laughs> most of the time for him. If he feels really good when he lets it go and he's like, it's going in, most of the time it's going in. Once in a while, it's going to rattle in and out. It's, it's going to be just I, barely too, just barely longer I'd love than to he see fell. how many times he, that's actually happened. I know it's happened because I've seen a couple of videos where he turns and it doesn't go in. Yeah. But, uh, or, or he shoots it and Clay turns around and starts walking like, yeah. <laughs> and Steph shoots it and then, yeah. and then it doesn't go in and Clay's like, Man. Have you ever the funny thing about watching these words? I watched it a lot. When he shoots, there's almost no one under the basket every time he shoots yeah. because everyone on that court thinks it's going in the basket as soon as it leaves his hand. Yeah. And, I mean, they play so spread out anyway. Like a lot of times, yeah, he they might there might not be rebounders but underneath. But yeah, guys might crash the boards a little bit less when he shoots the ball, especially when he gets an open shot or you know he's in rhythm or whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, it, it's so the thing is, Steph has now won a finals MVP. He's a two-time league MVP, regular season MVP. Okay. He's now a finals MVP. He's a four-time champ. He's the best player on a – and I still, I still hold him in high hmm, – I don't want to say that. Anyway, he's, he's been the best player for 10 years for well, he's in the year 13 or whatever it is now. But for most of that time, he's been the best player on that team. He's been the best shooter in the league and he's been one of the best players in the league. A lot of people are talking about where does this, does this put Steph another level up? Is he in the top 10 all time players now? Is he in the top 15 now? All right. So let's do this then. So let's do this. Who's your top 10 before Steph gets in there? Who's your top 10 players? Let's let's talk it out real quick. Okay. All right. Uh Michael. Right. Michael. We don't have to rate them one through okay. 10. Just just go. So you got Michael. Michael. I have Larry. I have Magic. Kareem. Um, I'm gonna put Hakeem first because I, I just told you it's not a no, I know, I know. I just okay. I just mean like you're thinking it. Okay. I, am I, I I'll I'll put Kareem. I'll put okay. Um Wilt. Okay. Um what about I'm gonna put Bill Russell. Okay. Um, you've got Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. You've got Kevin Durant. You got LeBron. You got I got to put LeBron. LeBron. Got to put LeBron in there. Did you say Larry? 
You said Larry. I did say Larry. Uh, Shaq, Kobe. I'm not putting Shaq in. Um, man, Kobe's. Kobe's tough. Co- uh, is Co- do I put Kobe over Steph Curry? I, I put him right at the same level. Cause yeah, I mean, man. okay. And I gotta, I gotta stop thinking with my heart. I gotta think with my head. Uh-huh. Um, you can convince me that Steph Curry. Kobe's is... got one. I'm sorry. Kobe. Kobe's only got one MVP. Yeah. He's got two finals MVPs. All-star game MVPs don't count, but he's got quite a few of those. Mm-hmm. All defensive team. Uh, how many times? Where'd it go? Uh, quite a few, at least three, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Um, all NBA team. All, that's normal. Of course, yeah. Uh, let's see. There you go. I mean, that's let's just go with that. I mean, we don't need to keep going down his whole I'll, list. I'll put, of stuff, I'll put but, Kobe. I'll put Kobe in there. Um, top ten. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did you say Magic? Yeah, I did. You're not I'm, putting Shaq in there, you I'm said. Not. I'm thinking Tim uh, Duncan, maybe. Okay, you got Duncan, you got Durant, Jerry West, Barkley. Uh, then we're getting into some bottom feeders. And when I say bottom feeders, I don't mean that a bad way. I'm just saying the next level. Chris right. Paul, John Stockton, David Robinson, oh, Carl Malone, right. Dirk Nowitzki. No, I put Stockton in there, too. Oscar Robertson. I put Stockton in there, too. All right, Oscar Robertson, Isaiah Thomas, uh, KD, Julius Irving, Elgin Baylor, Moses Malone. Let me get here for you. Oh my God. Yeah. Moses Malone. Um, Steph's top 15. Um, I can, I can listen to arguments to get him into that 10th spot. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can see top 15. I got no problem doing that. Top 10 is a, that's a tough, really not to crack, dude. That's a tough. So, tough thing the thing the thing that gives him that chance is the fact that we've never seen anyone like him Mm -hmm. that's what gives him that chance yeah well there's plenty of guys that have a couple mvps they've got a finals mvp they got a couple rings but we've never seen anybody like him you're 100 right yeah yeah If, if you're talking that's like the hall of fame is like we like you know you've heard that argument for like Pete Rose in the baseball hall of fame is you can't tell the story of the history of baseball without Pete Rose mm-hmm. so that maybe that should should make him should put him in the hall of fame he's also all over the hall of fame right right but i mean getting inducted. he's just not in the museum but with or that not same, in the, the actual hall he's in the museum right but with that same that same idea if you think of the top ten that way, then you have then you probably do have to put Steph Curry. If you're if you're thinking about if your top ten is guys who revolutionized the game, who changed changed the game along the way, then yeah, for sure he has to be in there. Um, but nobody really looks at that way. Nope. Um, so I don't know because yeah. if that's the case, then Bill Russell's a hundred percent in there. He yeah. changed the way that anybody ever played the game. There was no, there was nothing like a Bill Russell that ever came through. Wilt came just a little bit after him and played, you know, a little bit during that time. But Wilt was after, like, there was nobody. Well, there was nobody like Wilt. I mean, he scored I was, hundreds I, I, I was say, Nobody like Wilt either. He was a freak athlete. There were, but yeah. there were crazy people like MJ. I mean, Julius Irving was 
Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong, but Michael, Michael took it to, took it to another level. Yeah. But you saw that crazy athleticism, the crazy uh, leaping ability, maybe not so much the killer instinct, and that's probably what put him over the top, but that his ability on the court, you've seen that before. You didn't really ever see a Bill Russell's ability on the court to where he could get 30 block shots in a game or something yeah, ridiculous. Like at the that. point when he was playing, yeah. That's what I mean, when yeah, he was playing. For sure. Yeah, and and there could be another Steph Curry later on because that's what people are going to just continue to create mm-hmm. right now because it works. Yeah. So yeah, but he's the first. Yes. And if you look, talk about Bill Russell, Bill Russell might have been the first, and people will say he's the best. Yeah, I mean he's the he's the greatest winner technically. Yep. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard stance here. I'm gonna say winning his fourth championship and being a Finals MVP does not definitively put Steph Curry in the top 10 for me, doesn't bump somebody else out. Okay, so you're not taking out – what's your 10th then, like a Duncan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Dun- or Duncan or Stockton maybe. Yeah. Somebody like that, yeah. Yeah, Stockton's I, – I can't – Stockton I mean, has the credentials. I'm, yeah. If I'm talking favorite, how many MV- yeah, he's got, if I'm talking favorite. Yeah, how many Stockton's MVPs does he have? <laughs> we, how many MVPs does he have? How many finals MVPs does he have? None. Yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, how many rings does he have? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with Steph. How many him. assists does he have? How many steals does he have? Well, yeah. the most all time. Uh, but anyway. But we saw people like that before him. No, we didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. So apparently five inch uh, shorts are like the thing that every like girls love seeing guys with like these short shorts in the gym or something now, right? Is it is it that girls like them or is it that guys like them? I think I feel like it's more that guys like what them. guy likes shorts that short. Everybody because John they, Stockton. No, everybody now like mm-hmm. everybody's that's wearing them because they see like James Harden wearing them. I, that's what I mean. So gross. I think guys I don't like want to see more. Like, that's why they do it. I thought girls like wanted to see guys I don't legs think, or something. I don't even think it has anything to do with girls. Honestly, then where did this come from? It, it's a style thing. It's a it's a but it's we a made style. fun of. We made fun of that for so long. Mm-hmm. It's come. It's gonna. It's always. It's always cyclical. It's. It's always gonna come back around. Well, Baggy when, shorts are going to come back sometime. I can't wait because it's hard for me to find a pair of gym shorts anymore. Like long gym shorts barely go to my knees anymore. Like yeah. I've got a ton of gym shorts, and they're all old because I have to. I just got to be careful with them and not wear them out. Yeah, I see it. Jack them up. I just jack mine down. They're getting a little short on me. I, I saw down. as you're talking about. You're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, my knees are showing. They're not supposed to ever show. Why are my knees out? That's how I feel. Why are my knees in any kind of view of anything? My knees should never be out. Every every pair of shorts I have hang just below my knee. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, okay. I'm so, with you though, but I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you. I, it's tough, man. Top ten. I let's wait till the career's over and then we'll talk about it. I agree with you because I. I mean, LeBron is one of the few guys that you can be like, okay, mm-hmm. he's he's top ten without having to talk about the end of his career, right? Yeah. Michael, after he won his sixth, it was like even before that, probably after it he was, won his third. Yeah, it was like okay, well, Michael's definitely top ten of all time, if not top five. Well, he is top five. He's top two, top yeah. one. Yeah, that's not Thank the you. point. Is Thank you for of course. The point is, is, is there's very few people that you can say that while they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just wait and see what Steph does. 
and and I'll decide. We'll decide then if let, when he retires, we'll talk about. Let me ask you this: If you consider Steph Curry a point guard, is he top oh. top ten? Stop! Did you gleek? Just I now? did. Yeah, got oh, a little gleek yeah. action yeah. going out. It's, can you do that on purpose? No, but I used to. There's a dude yeah. named Ricky Strobel back in uh, high school. He used to be able to do it all the time. He sounds like, like he could. He'd be like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so moving weird. his tongue on his bottom teeth and just like little spit coming uh, out of the middle of his mouth all the time. Like, that's so gross, dude. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that was when I first heard it was called a gleek. I was like, that sounds like something nasty, man. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Shout anymore. out Ricky Strobel. All right, yeah. so um, if you call Steph Curry a point guard, and I, I'm not positive I, I, I do, but if you do, Top ten, top ten point guard of all time. Right? Absolutely, I mean top he's five close. Point guard. Okay, who's your top five? Let's talk about who the top Magic, five are. Magic Johnson, John Stockton. Um, you got Jason Kidd. Yeah, you've got Chris Paul. Maybe Kevin Nash, um, Steve, Chris Nash. Paul. Did I say Kevin Nash? I've done Kevin that so Nash, many times. Scott on this Hall. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sting. Steve Nash. Uh, Steve Nash. Uh, Chris Paul. So. There you go. Let's make you want to make those your top five. Is Jerry West was Jerry West the point guard? After this, let's do top five Wolf Pack all time. All right, I'm in for that. No, I'm totally in for that. All right, so so we've got Magic, you've got Stockton, you've got Kid, you've got Nash, and you've got Paul. Yep. You got anybody that I you can think of that you'd rather put in there? Yeah, there's got to be. So so the first question is, who there would you knock out? Right. You got to take somebody out of that five to put Steph in. If I'm taking anybody out of that five, I'm probably taking Chris Paul out. No uh, titles, no MVPs. Right. What about Oscar Robertson? I, I have a hard time calling him a point guard. Isaiah I Thomas. I, I, it's too hard for me to not dislike, not let my dislike for him uh sure okay what about uh probably is but what about bob Cousy or alan iverson no i put him above those guys you put iverson above no i put steph above those oh okay okay yeah i put iverson higher than most people probably do i really liked him and i the guy played harder than anybody in the entire world um all right so so you don't think so oscar's considered a point guard I mean, in the record books, he's yeah. considered a point guard. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen him on on lists as a point guard. So when you were watching Oscar play, you don't feel like what his position was was really a point guard. It's hard for me. I don't know. I think he was a bigger guy. He was a great rebounder. Yeah. Well, that doesn't uh, mean. I mean, Magic Johnson was six seven. I know. No, he's yeah six eight. Uh, but Whatever, I, six eight. I, he, but he was a. That's the thing. Defining what a point guard is. Did Oscar Robertson bring the ball up all the time? I don't even know. Well, so there you go. Maybe. Just because he was bigger and he got a lot of rebounds, that doesn't – I mean, if he was the main ball handler on every play, then that would consider him a point guard. Well, yeah. I, there, there's a certain style of play what I think about with point guards. Like, if you're pass first, I think you're a point guard, which that would disqualify Steph from this conversation. But sure. Uh, but if you're a pass first guy, if you're a orchestrator of the offense, I feel like that's more of it, right? Like I, you can almost put LeBron in the point guard status to me. A lot of times he brings the ball up more than most of their point guard, most point guards he ever played with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's the thing. That's I mean, Kyrie's so considered hard. a point guard. Yeah, yeah, but he's Kyrie's one of the best ball handlers to ever play in the NBA as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, th- this is too hard to this is too hard to quantify. So I, I, uh, I give up. Pete Maravich, <laughs> no. Uh, Maravich was more similar to yeah. Steph. I feel like. I totally agree. Shoot, yep. like absolute shooting, scoring. It was, but also one. could handle the ball. Steph can handle the ball. Yeah, he's top five ball handler in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. If not higher than that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't know that. So basically, this championship. And the finals MVP, I don't know that it elevates him so much that he passes like a bunch of all time greats. Yeah, because he's elevated so high already. Like, I don't know that that pushed him above anybody. I think being everybody, I think, agrees at this point that he's the greatest shooter ever. Absolutely. And I think that's good enough. No doubt about it. And at the end of his career, we'll talk about where he stands. Okay. I'm with you. All right. That sounds good. Okay. What else we got? Um, We've got now they they just won the the Warriors just won the championship. So you're gonna have probably Steph, maybe Draymond because he talks so much. Um, maybe even Steve Kerr. You're gonna see those guys in the next couple of weeks on some of the late night talk shows. Oh yeah. That uh that got us thinking. Who are the who's your Mount Rushmore? Of late night talk shows. I like this. Uh, when I started looking at this, I thought this is this is kind of a, a tough thing because I start looking, I think of it more like late night talk show hosts. That's how I think it. Okay. And, and I mean, you can put, I mean, you can say the tonight show that's had a few different things, but I'm thinking hosts, right? Isn't that what we're yeah. talking about? I, yeah, I think so. Okay, good. And that's how I took it. That's ultimately what I did. Yes. Okay. Um, like I'm not going to say David Letterman and Johnny Carson, or I'm sorry, I'm not going to say the tonight show. I might say David Letterman and I might say Johnny Carson. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. So let's start with those two, those two on your list on your Mount Rushmore. All right. So do you want me to start this? Why don't you? All right. I'll start this. So I, I'll tell you, I'm, when it comes to talk shows and stuff like that, like, Late night talk shows. I never really got into late night talk shows. Okay. Was never big on it. Um, there were some, I mean, David Letterman and uh, Jay Leno were the t- the two main guys when we grew up. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, how many we pick? Four or five? Four. Four. All right. So I, I, I always, we watch David Letterman more than we ever watch Leno. So I'm going to throw Letterman on there. Okay. Uh, Johnny Carson, I used to watch. Uh, it was actually super funny, dude. I'm I'm throwing Johnny Carson on. Arsenio Hall, because that's one of the only things I ever watched. So I'm putting Arsenio Hall on there. Uh, and then the last one's tough for me because, like I said, there's I didn't pick a last one. Like all these new guys, like I like Jimmy Kimmel was a when he was on the the Man Show and. <laughs> Uh, whatever other thing he did. And, you know, John Stewart with the daily show that he did apparently was amazing for a long time. I never watched it. So I don't know. I know who your number one is without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, But again, never really watched Conan. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't watch 
all these things. I didn't watch a lot of anything. Yeah. Uh, Seth Myers, I think, is one now. Uh, Craig Ferguson, I don't know if he still does it. So I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't know who my fourth would be. And if I had was forced to pick one, I would say Jay Leno. Okay. Just because that was when I was growing up it and it was on. the ones that we watched. Sure, sure, sure. So this was a difficult – I mean, this, it was – was. I want to know how many people you wrote down because you do watch these. I know you watch – at least I know you love Conan. Conan is your – that's the number one, right? I wrote 10 of them down. You wrote 10 down. I wrote 10. I have a, I have a definite four. I liked, I liked Craig Ferguson on the Drew Carey show. He was funny as all get out on that, but I didn't really watch him at night. I didn't bet he even was know hilarious. he was on the Drew Carey. Didn't even know. Yeah, he was the boss. Huh. He was their boss. How about that, I've only, I never watched it. I've seen some clips uh, from old shows that I was like, oh wow, that was pretty funny. Dude, Drew Carey show was hilarious. Oh no, sorry, I meant Craig Ferguson. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, but. Uh, he wasn't even one of the 10 that I wrote down. <laughs> um, remember when Craig Kilborn was, was a late night talk show for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Craig Kilborn. Um, also not one I wrote down. I'll tell you one that, so I'll start. I, I could even probably rank these one through four. Okay. Is, can I, can I ask you, is one of yours a, um, a former reporter for the Conan O'Brien show? Isn't that, isn't that what this dude did? What was his name? No. You know what I'm talking about. Stephen Colbert. Oh, no, that was The Daily Show. He was on The Daily Show. Daily right? Show, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bunch of guys got their start from The Daily Show. But, no, I'm my number four, I'm starting with a guy that I wasn't sure you were going to either remember or think about or, or Arsenio Hall. I was so glad. 100%. That. That's yeah. easy. That was the easiest one for me. That was my very okay. first one I thought of because that's the one I watched the most. Same. I, when I was a kid, yes, yeah. I would say for sure. Yeah. And I don't watch any of them since I've been an adult. So gotcha. So yeah, Arsenio, I, the, the whole, um, that was the show that you could watch to see like the most athletes and some of the, um, you would see some like R and B singers and rap, you know, it was more of a culture, kind of a culture show a little bit. He had, uh, there are some great clips when he had wrestler, when he had like ultimate warrior on oh my god i remember dude that was the most that was super awkward it was for very awkward. for arsenio hall yeah um i and remember it, he did another the ultimate warrior did another one on uh oh it was regis and kathy lee or one of the daytime shows where he like started breaking chairs and things <laughs> got all crazy and those people look scared to death because in real life he was a weird crazy guy yeah he was a he, he was, was a, a good dad apparently but yeah. could get a little a yeah. little uh a Ro little, roid rage yes um <laughs> anyway arsenio hall i remember so much from that show and it's been a million years since i've seen it i remember one thing that minute bull was on the show and he came out and sat down on the couch and sat like this with his with his like wrists <laughs> over his, and it looked like his fingers were touching it's number one ground. it looked like his knees were above his head because his legs were so long and it looked like his hands were draped over his knees and were almost touching the floor i love that it, it was it was just like a, i know that's an exaggeration but that's like the image that i had forever after i saw him on that show um david letterman 
I put David Letterman on there. Yeah, you got to. That was the one between he and Jay Leno. I watched way more Letterman. I, I never really got into Leno. Um, but yeah, David Letterman, the top 10, uh, you know, his interactions with Paul, the, he did a lot of, they did, they did a lot of stuff. He did like some fun stuff that he would go outside and throw stuff off the roof and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, number two, there was a show. <laughs> It was on at either 2.30 or 3 in the morning on VH1 for one se- one or two seasons. I think one season. Wow. Okay. It was called Late World with Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis was a late night talk show host for you. That's all. It just because it was Zach Galifianakis, he automatically gets on there. He automatically gets on he there. He could have done but, one show and you'd have been like greatest show of all time. I probably would. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at one point. My brother found through Kazaa or some illegal downloading site, found all of the episodes of that show, downloaded them all and put them on a flash drive for me. That's <laughs> awesome. And I watched them so many times. Um, and it was really, really, really fun. I mean, I thought it was genuinely really funny because I think he's just incredible. Number two, Late World with Zach Galifianakis. In the middle of the night on VH1, nobody ever... I had no idea about it when it was happening. It was years later that I knew about it. Right. Number one is Conan for me. I'm a huge Conan fan. I tra- I went to New York in 2005 with no money uh, to see him. And I, I'm huge, huge, huge Conan fan. Yep. Uh, so there it is. He was on it, it late the first time. So he was on late night, um, which was he took over for David Letterman on uh-huh. late night on NBC. Um, after Letterman moved to the Tonight Show on gotcha. CBS, so he did that for a long time. That's when I first saw Conan um, and fell in love with him and his show and his sense of humor and that kind of thing. And then he, for a short time, did did the Tonight Show. There was that whole big controversy with Jay yep. Leno and yep. Jay kind of Jay back came back and screwed Conan over. Right. It was the worst thing in the world. And through that, Conan got his show on TBS. A year after that, because there was a, it was in yeah, his contract that. that he was not allowed to be on television for like a for year. A after year. That. Yeah. Even after they did, that's just so weird to me. But his TBS show, which just ended about a year ago, I think, um, maybe a little less, uh, it was really, really good. That was, that went on for a decade or, or you know, 10 years or something like that. Um, and that just ended. And now he's, apparently he was working on another another show on hbo max but that might not be happening now or something or it's it's taken way longer but his he's concentrated on his podcast because he started doing that three years ago or something and he fell in love with podcast so that's i didn't know that he was doing that he it's one of the best i mean it's my favorite it comes out every monday i've listened to every single episode ever made they've made like off like he did a little series like a five show series with uh with uh dana carvey where they were just like just the two of them riffing for an hour doing like voices and just being goofy and stuff Mm -hmm. um it's i i love it he's he's just his improv skills are unbelievable he's just funny off the top of his head so much those are my four i love people that are funny off the top of their head i know i want that i want that so bad oh my god i wish that was uh, so you know what that reminds me of is like uh almost like the bumping mics guys oh my god 
Could you imagine being able to be so funny like that? What if you walked out to the walked out to the audience and you walked up to someone and you said, looked directly at them and said, "Would it be mean if I asked her how many cats she had?" And then said, "What's your name?" And they go, "Cat." Greatest <laughs> moment in the history of comedy. That's exactly right. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the bumping mics, guys, Jeff Ross and Dave Attell. Um, if you've never seen Bumping Mics on Netflix, oh my God, please so good. do yourself a favor and watch that series. It's three shows, I think. Oh, Bob Saget's on there for a minute. Yeah. Uh, God, Gilbert Godfrey's on there. And, and, and the reason we bring that up is because uh, Bill Burr presents something with the Netflix is a joke festival. So apparently there's quite a few of these on Netflix now. I didn't realize that uh, when I said it originally, but that's what this is. And uh, friends who kill friends who kill. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So those were two of them. And I thought that some of Bill Burr's jokes were, were as good, if not better than uh Attell and, and Jeff when he came out. With yeah. Them. When he came yeah. out with them, the three of them were great together. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, right, so, so I did, I, I started with those. So you tell me what you think about, about these fellows. So here's what I did. Did you take every person and I rated every person? Oh boy. <laughs> you don't have to do that. No, I just, no. Did I you also rate the entire thing? I did. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do as, as, as you say their names, I'm going to do, I'm going to quickly rate how I felt uh, for each one. So there were 11 comics total and the, but Jeff Ross and David tell did it together. Right. Uh, but including each of them separately. That's I think there were eleven comments. Can I say and, this? And including Bill Burr. Can I say this? I think Bill Burr's first ten minutes was the best of the entire special. Is that right? I I felt like it wasn't top notch Bill Burr. Really, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. I um, thought he was better with those two guys when he came out. He was. Oh uh, yeah. So I guess maybe I like that. But I guess I could say that. But I was laughing at a lot of stuff like. That's what I like about Bill Burr is he like he doesn't care what you think. Like, like you can be a little he'll get to that line. He'll step over that line. He doesn't care. And that's I enjoy that when he made the joke of the first time he got out in traffic and he and, and was that him or was that Michael Ian? Was that Michael uh, or was that Ian uh, Edwards? Yeah. That made the joke of no, it was, it was Bill Burr. He said. Man, not gonna lie, I, I thought more people died or something like that. I was hoping more people died so there'd be less traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, laughing at that. I was like, oh, he's like, not not a good thing, but not a bad thing, right? <laughs> so, and so Bill Burr hosted the show, and so he did his few minutes up front. He did 10. I was watching it on the thing. He did 10. Some people did like five, some people did 10. Mm -hmm. The end was a little bit longer. So, but then he came back out and would do 30 seconds or yeah, a minute quick. or whatever. Not every time, but right. Wait. Um, but to, to introduce the next comic. So um, I, I, overall for Bill Burr, I put 3.4 for the whole thing. Okay. Um, Michelle Wolf. Hold on a second. Wait. Oh, no, sorry. Let me, let me do mine because gonna, we're going to be doing through these quick. So let me okay. uh, write Michelle Wolf's down. Yep. I'm going to go Michelle Wolf. Let's go. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Um, I gave her a 3.4. Oh, as well. really? Mm -hmm. 
I didn't think that was really good, Michelle Wolf. I think she's really funny. She really and I didn't think that was very good. I gave her a 2.9. I was not happy oh. with her thing. I thought she could have done way better. Yeah. They, there wasn't a lot of laughs coming out. I thought she could do way better. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I didn't think it was as funny as Michelle Wolf is sometimes. Uh, I did write down, did you know whales shouldn't live in a sink? <laughs> 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 so yes i gave her a 3.4 jimmy carr okay jimmy carr um i gave so uh his his one-liners he he was more of a one-liner type it was of guy. all one-liners and i, I some it, something stood out to me i felt like he was a, a comparison stood out to me he was anthony jesselnick Anthony Jeselnik does the exact yeah. same kind of very short jokes, hundred percent, and shocking. Yeah, so. and be as shocking as you can possibly be with it. And I thought he was, aside from Jeff Ross and David Tell, easily the funniest guy on here. I had the funniest set on here. He was good. I wish it was longer. It was like it was like six minutes is all he did, if yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And but they were good. I mean, the ones he had were, they were funny. And the, the, the thing I like about those one-liners with him and Jesselnick is you know something's coming. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be not what he's leading it up to. You know it's not. But he still throws you even further through a loop than you even thought it was. A misdirection, yep. Um, I gave it a 3.8. I gave it a 3.9. Oh, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I thought he was really good too. Um, Steph Tolish. Toleff? Toloff, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so, so uh, starts off with Bill Burr saying how like it's his new favorite person saw a clip of her on YouTube or something and fell in love with her. Um, she's a, she's, she's something different. Um, I'm, I'm here, here, here's, here are three things that I wrote down about okay. her. Number one. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa is right. I wrote that down with an exclamation point. Um, number two, her act, her, uh, she is sponsored by the nosebleed sports podcast. That old gal would join right in with us. On oh this, yeah, on this, because oh, yeah. she doesn't care to tell you whatever's got she got going on. Well, and, and I, I really mean because um, she, she can be she a man. can rival our noses. Holy cow! I didn't think about that. She, you're right. She, she's got a Chris Witter. I, you know? I mean, like Adam, Adam, Adam might be known in his in his uh, group of friends as the guy with the big nose, but when. When cousin Chris rolls in, <laughs> nothing beats it, right? By the way, I got hit so hard in basketball on Monday, it hurts pretty bad to touch my nose right there, and I feel a little bump right here. Oh, uh, you got I'm like, you got a crooked one coming. I I don't know. You ain't got yeah, that I'm, extra hump coming like I'm, this, though, bro. You ain't got that <laughs> extra sideways snout I got. Sideways snout. <laughs> um, number three, another she was another one that a comparison jumped out at me. Okay. Lisa Lampanelli. Oh yeah, with the voice, of course. The yeah. voice that also very shocking, very, very feminine craziness. Like not feminine, like she's a feminine person. Like saying things that most women would never say about themselves or anything. Yeah, she she was aggressive. Aggressive uh, is is a word for it. Um, we're uh oh running low on the old bat- battery. All right, That's all right. Um. Next was Jeff Ross and David Tell. What did you give her? Oh, sorry. I gave her a 2.9. I gave her a 2.7. I was gonna say maybe a little nice. Um, (laughs) but she was she was just so she might be funny, 
but she was so over the top. I was, it was just, I was distracted by that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, without a doubt. If you could dial it back a little bit, I think you might be funnier, honestly. Yeah. Jeff Ross and David Tell, the bumping mics guys. Um, I don't, I mean, it's hard to find a better duo in comedy. They're each individually incredibly funny. And then together, making fun of each other and making fun of people together. Um, just unbelievable. Um, I gave them a 4.0 out of five. I get, I gave them a 4.8. Whoa. You know, I probably should have went higher. Like I, I said, my favorite joke of the entire special was when he walks over and says something about this was going to make a joke. And cause he walks out in the audience and they was going to make a joke about, about this woman being a cat woman and then says, what's your name, darling? And she says, cat. And he's just like, Oh, and just walks back on stage. <laughs> He's like, can't get any better than this. <laughs> a few things that I wrote down were <laughs> Jeff Ross said something, you know, kind of uh kind of dangerous or or risque or something. And David Tell, who has has had some of the dirtiest jokes in his career, oh, yeah. goes, is nothing sacred? <laughs> <laughs> Sarcastically, but yeah. so funny when he said that. It was because all the because the, the the audience went, ooh, is nothing sacred. That was good. When Bill Burr came out and David Tell goes, I always wondered what the blue man group looked was like. That? Yes, I was gonna say that. I was listening to that while I was driving and I didn't get to write that down, but that one was great. <laughs> I always wonder what the blue man group looked like without their makeup on. <laughs> oh my god! And then, and then Jeff Ross goes, "I look like Bill Burp." Bill Burp, <laughs> and that's so accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! There, I I wish they did a whole released a whole another two hour special. Oh, absolutely! Uh, those two together, just so unbelievably funny. And I after we discussed this whole thing. I have a quick little thing for you about I got to see Dave Attell in person last weekend. Nice. And I got to tell you quickly about that. So I'll hurry up. Ian Edwards was next. Um, I thought he was pretty good. It, the, it felt stale. A little stale. Yeah. Um, I did kind of like the traffic and trafficking joke yeah. a little bit. That was, yeah. Some of that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I gave him a 3.4. Oh, I just wrote down 3.2 as you were talking. We're really close on this. Yeah. Um, Joe Bartnick, Joe Bartnick, um, he was, this he was, was the mustache guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 He wasn't bad either. I think he was sort of, uh, on the sort of the same, just being funny about the same. I felt yeah. like as Ian Edwards, I, I gave him a three, I gave him a 3.3. 3. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, okay. Jess curse. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. give him a three point three. Jess Carson was next. Um, she like he said that was one of the funniest ladies he's ever had. Don't want to go after. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like she was killing it that night. He talked about how she kills it all the time. I didn't feel like he was. She was like killing it, killing it. I've seen her way better than that. And then she like turned around and did her what she called her little improv, talking to herself like. She knew things weren't going well, mm-hmm. right? She could tell. There's not a laugh. There's no laughs. They, they know. And good comedians have their ways of, you know, doing something to get out of it, right? That was obviously her, her way. And she got a quick laugh out of it, but went right back. I'm going to give it a 2.7. Okay. I gave her a 3.3 as well. Oh, okay. Um, 
the the some of her voice she does a lot of voices oh the when she did the 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 annoying annoying teenagers mm-hmm. that was really well done she was good yeah yeah she does she does voice as well um and yeah i've seen her be really funny on other things this wasn't her best thing i'm so excited to talk to you about this josh adam myers in the gd comedy jam yeah um i've heard uh, I, this is like a regular show that he does, I think, somewhere. I was like, wondering what that was yeah. all about. It, it, um, uh, Jay Okerson talks about it. Like, com- comedians go do this show uh, wherever he does it. Right. Okay. Um, but he, he came out with this band and sang a song. And I very generously gave it a 1.0. Wow. That's okay. I gave him a two. Okay. I mean, I just because it was not great it was so bad to me it was terrible <laughs> i'm not the biggest fan of any of these comedians that come out and do the songs like uh what's his name who does a bunch of one-liners but will also bring a guitar out um oh what's his name anyway doesn't matter i feel like his stuff when he's doing his one-liners are great and then he just plays kind of in the background and when he does one-liners just with the guitar in the background, I like it. But when he starts singing a song that he wrote to be funny, I'm not a big fan. It, it sounded to me like he was making that up off the top of his head or something. Yeah. And it it was it's, not funny. It was, yeah. it was it was just not it was just nothing, man. It yeah. was not it was a bad. It brought the whole thing down to me. I and feel then, like it. I feel like both the endings were. That's the thing. And then Ronnie Chang came out and a guy that we both have liked before. Yes. We watched two yeah. of his specials, I think. Yeah. Um, and we both liked him. He kind of did the same thing. He actually sang a recognizable song. Yeah. So I guess that was a little better, but there was nothing really funny about it. And that's what I was there for. That's why I think some of these guys. It even felt like that with Jimmy Carr. Like Jimmy Carr didn't come out there with like his. I mean, you liked what Jimmy Carr did, right? It was really good, but it didn't feel like all right. This isn't like Jimmy Carr didn't prepare himself for this. He had a few sitting back in the book, and Bill Burr's like, "Hey man, can you give me five minutes?" And he was like, "Yeah, I give you five minutes. Yeah, I'll give you five minutes, Jimmy." Or (laughs) however an English person talks, and he walked out there and did you know eleven one-liners and. Got off stage. Yeah. It feels like that's how Ronnie Chang was. Like he didn't really have anything, and he's like, "Ah, I can pull some stuff out of an old bag or something." And then he sang a Katy Perry song, yeah. and that was it. You yeah. know, I gave him a two for that. I gave Josh Adam Myers I didn't, one. I didn't. Ronnie Chang I didn't two. do Ronnie Chang, but I, I'll just agree with you in two. That sounds good. So for the whole thing, though. Mm-hmm. So for the whole thing, I love Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. And I still think that there was enough good stuff. In. I still went with above a four. I went with a 4.1. Wow. I really liked those. I really liked it. It was good. I mean, it had some slow parts in the ending, you know, and in, in seeing uh, uh, whatever that band guy's name was. Josh Meyer. Whatever. That sucked. But overall, I was laughing most of the time and pretty hard for most of it. Okay. Yep. Um, Again, we weren't that far off. After we talked through this whole thing, I'm like, maybe I gave it too high a score, but I did write down a 3.8. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty close. Huh? Yeah. Can I borrow your pen real quick? I don't know where mine went. Do you check under there? No. Mm, I got my daughter the other day. With <laughs> did you? Yeah, I was so happy. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so speaking of, uh, 
comedy. Let's keep that going. All right. Yeah. What um, happened? I went to the Burt Kreischer yes. uh, Comedy Festival. The, How did that go? Who all was there? Okay. So you had, of course, my, my brain's going to start Oakerson. acting up. Yeah, Big J Okerson. You yeah, knew David he was going to be there. You didn't know if David Tell was going to be there or not. Correct. Um, so the two, so they they broke it up. There was an intermission. So they had like three kind of younger comics. Aaron Weber, who was on Nate Bargetti's podcast. That really, okay, okay. Um, he's kind of the bigger guy. He's lost yep. a bunch of weight. I watched but, him, and I watched him. He he opened up for Nate Bargetti. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to tell you, he was killer. He was really. He good. was the guy who went second for Nate, and there was this little dude that went first. That dude wasn't any good. That dude did a good job, though. Aaron Weber was really good. We're five percent. Um, we're almost finished. Uh, so Aaron Weber, Dustin Nickerson, and then there was a guy that hosted that came out a couple of times, and then uh, Taylor Tomlinson was oh Taylor Tomlinson kind of headlined the first half of it. Okay, good. She's good. She was good. Yeah. She was good. Um, intermission. Then we came back. Big J Ogerson, um, Shane Gillis. Okay. Uh, who's who's very good? I, I've I've ne- I've never really I haven't like latched on yet. Like com- tons of comedians talk about how amazing that guy is. Yeah, I haven't latched on yet. That was the first. I was like, okay, that okay makes sense. He's he's funny. Yeah, David Tell made my made my year. Um, and then Bert Crash. How was Bert so, for? Bert was good. I'm. I've never been a huge I know Bert guy. Not. Did he take his shirt off? Of course he did. He does every single show that. with his shirt off. I think it's dumb. It. I don't. I don't, I don't understand. And that. it's all about. Here's the thing with Bert's shows. To me, it's way more about his audience and the party. It's way more about getting people hyped up about doing crazy things and drinking a lot and that mm-hmm. kind of like it was it's that kind of atmosphere and he gets those people cheering and hooting and hollering so then whatever he says after that they're they already there he's funny. right even if it's not <laughs> um he is funny yeah. i i do like i do like bird i heard I on podcasts he's, he's hilarious he, yeah i mean the only problem is he does a podcast with tom segura and tom segura is yeah. way funnier to me sure um but he do, he also does three other podcasts too or whatever, and he is funny. Bird is funny. Um, I just watched him on the Are You Garbage podcast the other day. He and Tom both separate uh, podcasts. But anyway, uh, Bert was good. Bert was really good. But I was there for Big J Ogerson of all those guys was the funniest there to me. He had the funniest set. Uh, Aaron Weber was really good. Shane Gillis was really good, and Dave Attell really good. Taylor Thomas was good. Um, the, you know, Dustin Nickerson, and I'm trying to, I can't remember the host, the guy that hosted it. Um, he was, he kind of looked like a Burt kind of guy. Yeah. He had, he did the mustache that everybody, all the like young people that can grow a mustache, ironically or whatever. He did that. He had the really bright pink, uh, you know, like sort of early 90s shorts that are like back in style or whatever. Mm-hmm tank top or something like that he was just like a a sunglasses party guy right um he brought he brought a um a disc golf goal a frisbee golf goal okay and was throwing frisbees like behind so there was like the stage and it was all the whole outfield was blocked off yeah like from the stage back so and everybody was in so i was i had great seats i was on the field Oh, nice. This was in, this was at Day Air Ballpark in Dayton, where the Dayton Dragons play. So I was on the field 
And one of the only things that was not good about the show was all of those rows on the field, they had so close together, it was like the Taft Theater. Really? You didn't have you could move your legs a little bit, but they were so the rows were so close together that anytime anybody got up and had to get out of the row or come back like in, like had to all leave. Everybody had to leave. Or you had to pick up your chair and put it in the lap of the person behind you, basically, Jesus. and step back and be it on didn't top like of that fold person. up or anything. They were folding chairs, but it wasn't like they weren't good folding chairs, wow. so they were hard to yeah. deal with. So everybody just had to get up and like step back into the lap of the person behind them. Oh my god! Or everybody get out. That was the worst part. Um, and then the intermission was he was like, you get fifteen minutes, so. 8,000 people had to go to the bathroom in eight minutes or in 15 minutes, I mean. And, uh, you know, and then there, are, so there are constantly coming lines back, spilling in and going through lines to get beer, like lines to the bathroom mm-hmm. through other lines. That was the only, that was the worst. I was like, if anybody has COVID here, everybody's getting it. Well, <laughs> yeah. everybody, any, any, I mean, yeah. it was like this trying to get yeah. through in the, in the concourse there. Anyway, um, other than that, great show. Uh, it was. It, it turned out to be a beautiful night. Such That's a, the best part. It, it was. Could be bad. It was. It could be hot, fiery hot all week, and then it cooled down just enough that yeah. day to not Man, be that too bad. That is so cool. That's awesome. It was so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, saw David Tell and Big Jay Okerson, two nice. guys. I really, really wanted to see in person, and I got to see Shane Gillis too. So that's it, man. Um, oh, we have. We've got a pick. We got a pick. All right, so it's your turn for comedy. You got a list, right? Or no? I sure do. Or you know what you're going to do already? Yeah. Um, we are going. We're going to get on Netflix again, and we're going to go with the special that Mr. Norm McDonald recorded by himself cool. in his living room or yeah. whatever on Zoom, basically, or, you yep. know, like just a video of his face sitting down right up front. Yeah. You, it's going to be hard because you're not going to hear any laughter. There's no yep. audience. And but it's the last special that he recorded before he died, and uh, that's what we're gonna do. We're he gonna recorded do it during the pandemic because he knew he would never be able to go live with it. So yeah. super cool. It's called Nothing Special on Netflix. All right, all right. So uh, I'm gonna go with a Mount Rushmore. So Adam, how long have you been playing fantasy football? Oh God, um, probably almost twenty years. All right, so we're gonna go with. Mount Rushmore of fantasy football players. Oh, wow. Okay. Not the best football players of all time, but who your favorite fantasy – who's your favorite guy to have on your fantasy football team for the last however years? It's going to take some thinking. Good, yeah. good shot. Yeah. This is going to be a really tough one. I've got one off the top of my head, super easy. But well, after Danny that, Tomlinson? <laughs> I never really ever had him on any team. I did. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Fantasy football players. Good. Perfect. So we got it going. Fantasy football players. And then we got uh, Norm McDonald's uh, unreleased or whatever recorded special. I don't know what it's called. Nothing special. Nothing special. And my uh, the recording device that we're using uh, is not plugged in and is about to die. So, Adam, I hate to tell you this, but this is the end of the show. I think I think it worked out perfect. I think it's going to be timed perfectly as well. Don't forget to turn your headlights on.